podcast. Oh, wow. It's episode 48 of the Weird Podcast, which means, oh my god, we're two off 50, which means we're halfway to 100. We're halfway there. Wow, and we're living on a prayer. For anyone listening to that in a train or in a car or an earphone, sorry, you're deafened. Um, but yeah, it's, we're getting there, we're slowly up. I don't, we're not going to do anything exciting for episode 50, which is in two weeks, like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. So, yeah, we're getting there anyway, and uh, off the bat, just want to say, um, following on from last week's podcast, I had a lot of um, people getting in touch with me, sort of saying, look, I loved last week's podcast, I appreciated what you, what you were saying. Um, I know it was a bit down compared to what, what I normally want the podcast to be, but again, it's a reflection of, of kind of how, how I'm doing myself. So, you know, sometimes I, I think it's good to, good to get that out in the ether and let you guys know kind of... <clears throat> what's going on, what's going on over me, but um, yeah, following on from that, to be totally honest, I, I just thought I was feeling a bit down, and uh, I just get on with it, you know, just sort of soldier on and, and, and carry on as, as I need to, but um, as the week went on, I realised, yeah, maybe it is a bit more serious than and I, I gave credit to, really, and um, I think last week generally was just a bad week for me, uh, if any of you listened to last week or, or didn't, I had sniffles in last week's podcast. As it, as the time progressed, uh, the sniffles got worse. Turns out I had to go to the doctor's full-on chest infection, which was great. Got an antibiotic for that, which I hate taking, which has given me like bloody mouth ulcers and stuff. And uh, I got uh, I got myself myself caught in a zip. And that's not healed too good either. It's a pretty heinous injury as well, falling on because it was antibiotics. So I'm off them now. And I just added the things, but now I was off work for the week. Um, not well uh, physically and, yeah, mentally either, it turns out. So by the time that we got to about Thursday, my fiancé was like, right, you need, to do, you need to address this. You need to go and do something about it. And I was like, nah, I'm grand. You know, I'm sweet. And she goes, no, you're not. You're literally sitting there. You're in the same tracks of bottoms and top for like the last three days. You're the sort of person that gets up and does things. You know, you're one of the busiest, most uh, proactive people I know, but you're just sitting in your hole all day doing nothing. And then I was like, well, is it not because whenever you're sick, you can't really do anything? It's, like, it's not like you're on a holiday. It's like, nah, you can do stuff, you can move. like. So i was like right okay whatever and then we had a bit of a chat and then i came to realize yeah i'm actually fully down about stuff and it's weird to say because literally and i've said this before my life at the minute apart from work is great you know it's it's at that point where i've never been as happy outside of work but just inside it's just doing my head in completely doing my head in so um I just had to, to do something about it. I was told, look, basically, you know, if it was the other way around, you would expect me to go to the doctor. So I said, right, okay, I went to the doctor. And, yeah, it was it was good. It was worthwhile doing. So, no, if anyone's out there listening and you're feeling down yourselves, you know, definitely, rather than me saying talk about it, I did. And I spoke to my family a bit. And I was like, look, I don't know what this is. Never had it before. Um, spoke to my dad who has suffered from depression before and he was like yeah it's kind of similar feeling like the feeling I got was like I'm just I, I want to do things but for some reason I can't do it like I can't physically 
make myself do it and I'm like fighting any excuse to not do stuff you know what I mean and that's just not the way I was or am so I was like nah maybe I need to go and do something about it so I went to the doctor and that was awkward obviously you think about flip going to the doctor to sit talking about your feelings um, is you know you're like people are out there legitimately dying of things and you just want to talk about your feelings and um, that was how I felt a wee bit before and I should just be able to man up and deal with it but sometimes you can't you know the old same man up doesn't really apply to all things I think that kind of covers a lot of issues where people are told man up and the real manly way to deal with it's actually to, to address something so I basically said to him look I'm not feeling too great x y and z I just feel like down about stuff and I hate actually that I'm in this position where I have to do this because I sort of feel like you know, a bit of vulnerability about it. I just feel like, look, it's not me. I don't normally need help. I want to do everything myself. And, uh, yeah, it was awkward. But he goes, now nah, what, basically, you know, there are a few options we can do with you. And I said, right, what are they? And he goes, well, we could go through some sort of, get you to speak to somebody, you know, do a bit of counselling sort of thing. Or you could be medicated for it. And I was like, hmm, ultimately, I just don't want to feel like this anymore. So whatever you advise... I'll go for and he's like right basically we'll put you in touch with somebody you can have a, a chat about how you're feeling but I'll give you some antidepressants well a prescription for them and if you feel like you're not getting anywhere with it then you can maybe I don't want to say cash them in I'm like hey baby I'm going to cash this baby in hook me up with those anti-Ds you know I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm in total depression mode right now I need you to hook me up with some tabs Um. But the options there, so, um, you know, personally speaking, I think actually putting it out there and saying to people, yeah, I do, I'm not coping um, too well things helped. Because I suppose on the top of things, I've had a lot happening in the last, you know, in the last year, first first kid, moved house, getting married, um, started a comedy club. Um, all four things that I have really enjoyed. But I think slowly when they add up, the pressure cranks up your, you know, you just it just gets to the point where you have a bit of a, a bit of a down spell. And unfortunately for me, I, I was one of the ones who could not just get on with it. So I feel now on the up. Um, you know, I, I feel like the only way I'm going to be cheered up, um, or solved with the work issues just to to get out. You know, that's how I feel personally. And, and I mean, it's one of those ones, obviously, that I could just go for it and then push the old comedy more. And what's the bright side of that being? I'd have more time to make more content, do more videos, more podcasts, put, you know, earn more from doing that. But at the same time, you know, we've got, hey, the massive bills to be paying every month. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a nightmare. But it's out there and we're going to cope. You know what I mean? We're getting there. And already after a few days, it's just people knowing I'm not myself. It makes it a bit easier, you know, not having to put on the pretense of everything's great when it isn't, you know, and that's a frustrating thing too, that when when it brings you down one thing, you know, you could have so many other good things going on that you, you are excited about and it just brings you down. Like, I'm legit buzzing about getting married. I cannot wait, but I it's not expressing on my face because I'm so pissed off at other stuff and, like, that's causing me... You know annoyance too because I sh- I feel like I should be outwardly more excited than it's being portrayed. Although I am excited, it's just not coming across. And that's going to maybe you know something might wreck 
you know, something that's going to hopefully just be a once in a lifetime thing and, you know, I shouldn't be like that. But hey, I'm going to deal with it. I might, I'm, I'm putting it out there and I'm going to guarantee this each week on the Weird Podcast, I'm going to get better. Next week, I'm going to be, I'll be buzzing. I think next week's podcast is going to be a bit, a bit cracking actually because um, it's my, my sidekick, my, uh, my ombre, the man boy Cheeky Stag do this week um, are going off to Magaluf, which, hey, guess what? I'm literally about 16, 17, 18 years too old for that. Yeah, and I'm 32, so do the math because I can't think that quickly because I've still got a wee bit of a cold. Um, and uh, I, I did spas maths. All right, so we're away on that stag heading off on Thursday evening. And yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm also a bit worried about it. Um, because mainly I have a, an absolutely heinous injury. Like not, not that my week was, was bad enough as it is. With just feeling shit physically and mentally, you know, not without just being a, a, a cripple and a looper, I've gone and made myself a leper as well. And um, how do you do that? Well, I'll explain. Any medical professionals out there, listen to this one and tell me how unfortunate this has been for me. Boom. About Wednesday, I was in the midst of being down the dumps just wearing tracks at bottoms all the time it's like no I'm getting myself up here getting out ready to go so put a pair of jeans on going in a rush getting the old shout from the field hurry up hurry up bro no. right sweet and you, but in your mind you know when you get shouted up there hurry up you're going ah fuck's sake I'll fucking show you Zit. and then I went Zit. and I felt a wee nip I went oh I was like <clears throat> um you know when you feel pain instantly, the natural response to go, ow, and that's a bad, that's just sore. Whereas you know something's worse when you go, oh. Like, I went, oh. N- not like Drake, ow. Oh. I went, oh. My name is oh. Yeah. Oh. But I went, uh-oh. And then sweat just started percolating upon my brow, right? And I went, I've done something. And I looked down and I had the littlest cut not even like a cut because it wasn't bleeding but it was like a bit of skin sliced upon um, my my male piece um, don't go into too much details because this story could get very graphic but I'm aware that there are ladies listening to the podcast and also guys who are possibly eating at the time and I don't think this is what they want to think about so I got that nick and I was like alright that's okay yeah it's my baby crying in the background she knows how how painful it was for me, you know, she knows the pain, so cheers for that, Holly, but um, I got I got nicked, and I was like, that's fine, and then as time went by, it was on such an area, it was like on a part of the, the it's a movable area, so like, in terms of healing, it's it's always moving, it's hard, so as time went by, I was like, right, this is actually getting quite sore, it was painful, and it was also like, you wanted to itch at it, and I was like, oh, this isn't good. So I thought, right, the only way to treat this is to put a bit of, like, Holly's nappy cream on it, like baby nappy cream. And where it was, it was just on the cusp of, like, <laughs> oh, so gross. Like, imagine you're wearing a polo neck shirt, right? And you haven't pulled the polo neck shirt over your head correctly, right? And the top of your head's poking out of the polo neck shirt, but then you cut just on the edge of the polo neck. Do you know what I mean? So basically the polo neck if you take it off the polo neck neck would be gathered on top of your head or if you pull it down the ways your full head would be out of your polo neck 
it was like as if just the top of your head was poking out of the pull neck where the cut was. So whenever you're really relaxed and you're taking the pull neck off, hey, the head's inside and the pull neck is on top. Whereas if you're, you know, very excited, which I've not been uh, in a long time, uh, you're fully, you know, you get you get me. So that's where the cusp was. So, um, basically, what had happened was whenever the pull neck was up over my 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 old cranium, I put a bit of this baby cream on it to just like hopefully ease the pain a bit and that was grand as the day went on i was like you know you have you have to go we check out of things and i was like okay reached down and felt what um felt like a, a bit of like glue you know that you would stick a credit card to a page when you get a new credit card or whatever it felt like that and i was like oh it must just be a bit of this cream I'll, I'll get rid of it so i um <clears throat> i pulled this uh glue if you will off and it was like I pulled it off and the feeling was off off it came and then I felt uh oh again and then I looked down and I realised it wasn't actually um glue or uh, congealed cream it was actually just you know part of the polo neck so say the polo neck was, was pink in colour this part was now bright red bare red I just pulled torn my polo neck and yeah sweat straight to the brow again I'm like what the how's this going to heal turns out one of the bright sides of having a nurse or fiance is you can go here what the fuck have I done here and uh, she was like well basically how I see it is happening is A you got a neck the neck got agitated you put this cream on it you made the area damp which made the, the skin that was cut um, you know supple and then that's you should not appeal that off but I didn't realise it and did that and she also told me because you're on the antibiotics at the minute for the thing what type of antibiotics I'm on side effects of that is like weakening certain bits of your skin and stuff so I'm not even allowed in the sunlight which is a sun worshipper is terrible and uh, just on a, on a totally side note all my mouth is in agony as well from these antibiotics so it's like I've ulcers on my tongue and blisters under my lips off these antibiotics. So after about two days of these antibiotics, I did enough to basically tear my pull neck in half and and blister my entire mouth. So I'm off those antibiotics. I'm just going to try and fight the infection. But long story short, going on a stag do on Thursday, going to maybe have to wear a rubber johnny if I go swimming. You know, and that's what I like. Whenever I send her, I was like to my my fiance about it. She was like are you sure you didn't do anything terrible in your stag? I'm like, no. I actually, and don't take this the wrong way, wish I did, because that would explain this scenario. But all I've got now is a flipping decimated dong and totally no... Like, see if I had done something sly like that, I'd have put my hands up and gone, you know what? The big man upstairs has struck me. I deserve what I've gotten here. But this time, I'm just like, I'm just an innocent victim. Do you know what I mean? I'm just a... Just a guy walking down the street who all of a sudden gets an egg thrown in the back of his head for no reason. You know, that's, that's me, just having a flipping shit turn of events. So, I'm sorry if, if that story was ex- exceedingly graphic, but I just wanted you guys to know the level of pain and suffering I'm in physically and mentally right now. It's not sweet. And also, uh, I know that there'll be a lot of swimming pool action going on when we're away or sea, and I can't be the one being like, oh, sorry, I can't swim. And I, you're literally waiting with tie. Well, 
you never know. You can drown. You can drown in twenty. Or you can drown in ten five centimeters of water. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, so we need that to recover. So I know there's some doctors listening to this podcast because it's so highbrow. Um, if any docs are listening, give me a holler as to what I need to do to heal up quickly before I get in this swimming pool. And uh, you know what I'm thinking I'm maybe doing is getting myself circumcised just to get rid of it. And by circumcised, I mean from the base. I might. I want the whole thing lobbed off, you know, balls and all. Because it would be weird to just have no dick and balls. You just look like, you know, this wee nubbin thing that would look kind of like a beak. And then the balls would just look like the ball things that hang off. You just basically have a turkey cock and no one wants that. You know what I mean? If you're going to have, I just say get the whole thing taken off. Get it lobbed off. Get it, you know, shined up real good. Get it buffered like a candle. And then just, that would be me. I'd be happy with that right now. Do you mean? And then people are like, oh, what if you want to have kids? Hey, I've got one. I'm happy to retire. I'm happy to hang up my boots. You know, I'm happy to decommission my. It's that not even a handgun. It's like you know one of those guns that like, um, aristocratic ladies would have had in their handbags. I've got a little tiny handgun. It does a lot of damage, but it's ultimately tiny and can fit inside a handbag or my muff, if you will. Yeah, don't need it anymore. What I need is these flipping mouth ulcers to stop fucking wrecking my life. And also my... My... My lanyard to recover. And then... I think if those two things are amended, I feel like my... I might take a bit of a weight off my mind, you know. But hey, 17 minutes and 50 seconds in this podcast has been negative stuff. So why don't I just... Uh, Give you some more positive banter. Pugglies Comedy Club this week. And for all of you who have been, thank you. And for those of you who haven't, hurry the fuck up and go. It's only a fiver and it's one of the best bars in town at the minute. I um, was on the bill this week to perform, but hey, not a well man, so couldn't do it. So if you can't get me to perform, who's who's the the next best thing? It's Kieran Bartlett. And got Kieran Bartlett on the MC, and Kieran was absolutely fierce. He was amazing. Went on, killed it. Absolutely lit up the room. Packed house, full house. Absolutely loved it. Then Paddy McGacky was on, who is another one of the, the best comedians out there at the minute, and a great guy. So he went on, smashed it, and then we called Geddes on headlining. My uh, mate slash arch nemesis in terms of the uh, heavyweight cut. Which guess what? I'm I'm coming back at it today. I'm going back to. The, I'm <clears throat> I'm going back to the gym. That was the worst, the worst, the worst Schwarzenegger ever. I'm going back to the gym. I'm going back to the gym. <laughs> I'm going to work out today. Not so bad. I'm, it's, I'm going back to the gym. I need to feel the pump. I need to feel my muscles. Come on. You've got to do it now. Kill me. Kill me now. What are you waiting for? That's what it's going to be me in the gym today. Pumping it up. Getting myself back in shape. I say pump it up. I'm getting smaller. So I'll be doing lightweights. Um... And loads of rep- lightweights, heavy repetitions, and cardio, basically, as long as my um, wiener schnitzel can take it. Because if it's sore, I'm just going to have to... I don't know what I'm going to do. It's so annoying, because you'd be like, normally you just hang about with it, and it's sweet. But see when you have any kind of pain on it at all, it's just such a movable thing. It's horrible. Oh. See, once again, Holly in the background giving some major props to the dad guy. 
Nah, 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 nah. You may, may go and check on her hair because she is literally locked in a drawer right now, two sex. There we go, silenced. And they say that they shouldn't be spanking kids anymore, huh? <laughs> what are they like, these know-it-all people, eh? But hey, the ends justify the means, and, uh, you know, I've put her back to sleep again. So, you know, a lot of people ask me, what are your techniques? How do you get your baby to sleep? And they're like, and one of my friends like, well, I like to rock her. You know, I like to squeeze my little baby really tight. Just rock her, and off she goes to sleep. Another one of my friends like, oh, I like to give her a bottle. How do you put her to sleep? And I say, rear naked choke me. That's how I do it. Yeah, I just wanted to point out that... Um, after her, I told you I put my daughter to sleep via rear naked choke. I fully just stopped recording the podcast because she actually did start crying a lot, and I had to go and like you know kill her and my fiance and bury them under the patio. So it took a few hours to to take care of business. Um, but I'm back now. Um, not really. That was only only banter. Dark. Um, what I actually did was went out and did a day's worth of activities. Went to the gym. Went back. Got a, got, got a pump on, I feel superb now, a uh, very productive day and in a, better, in a better place right now, so yeah, all in all, it was, uh, it was a fairly nice, fairly nice time, feeling pretty, pretty decent, um, I could just talk about more, but see, to be totally honest, I don't really know what else um, I had to talk about this week, I can't actually recall what what because uh, there's no plans for this week's podcast in terms of what I was going to do I just sort of said it come up and wing it because it's just the kind of renegade maverick guy that I am um, but yeah so I'm sitting in a dark room because my room that I've got the sweet table in doesn't have any lights in it because we had new lights put in so I'm just like chilling in the absolute darkness here but spent the afternoon um, after the gym went to the in-laws to be for a bit of lunch which was nice came back sorted out a load of like wedding invitations all the podcast listeners are invited provided you bring a present of at least 100 quid's worth of, of swag for me you're all invited and you have to wear bespoke gear as well at all times but yeah back planned all that got it all sorted massive weight off my shoulders feeling good now just finishing off the podcast um and I think I'll just like wade straight into listeners' questions because hey, there's no no telling how how long it may take me, and there may be some good banter with it. First question, Chris Barr. Hey Dave, check out how protective this woman is about her food. He sent me a wee story as per Chris the Master story sender. I, I'd be actually keen to know where he sources all these stories for because I normally on a good week, which is every other week apart from the last two weeks, research a story. Um, <laughs> I just read the headline of this. Um, but I can't find him yet. Chris has come up with gold week in, week out. Keen to see a search history. Right, here's the, the title. Woman allegedly sets roommate on fire over argument about spaghetti and meatballs. Seems legit. You know, the, the woman's uh, mugshots here and she looks like a... She looks like a... a a bit of a unit, and by that I mean a, a big lad. Like, um, let me see. Melissa Sellers, thirty-three, was arrested after an argument over spaghetti and meatballs led to her allegedly lighting her roommate on fire. According to ABC Action News Tampa, what a great uh, news station! ABC National News Tampa Action News Tampa. Sellers and her roommate, forty-two-year-old Carlos Ortiz Jr., have been drinking and began arguing after Ortiz had thrown out Sellers' spaghetti and meatballs. Whew. Police say the altercation then escalated when Sellers, with Sellers dousing Ortiz's body with a nail polish remover and then igniting him. Sellers then threw water on Ortiz and tore off his shirt. 
in an attempt to put out the fire. She's quite a temper. I think she broke a few windows over there, Ortiz's friend Catherine Mutze said. Sellers was originally charged with attempted murder uh, due to the nature of the injuries, but now has been reported to be charged with aggravated battery instead. Neighbours and friends uh, of Ortiz are saddened by the incident, saying Ortiz was a good person and was just looking out for Sellers. And this is a quote, he's just a nice man. He took care of her dogs. She got evicted. Ortiz is being treated at Tampa General Hospital and is listed in critical condition with burns to his face, chest and shoulders. Sellers previously had been arrested for battery and robbery. So yeah, what I'm reading out of that is Sellers is a bit of an asshole. A bit of a see you next Tuesday, you know what I mean? And uh, this guy Ortiz is probably just, you know, messed with the wrong chick. And, you know, you know the old story, if you mess with the wrong chick... You get your face ignited. That's just the way, way it goes. You know, if you mess, you mess with the wrong girl, <laughs> expect a flammable face. You know, you expect, you know, you mess, mess with the wrong chica, you're going to get your scalp doused. You know what I'm saying? Don't fuck with a hungry, a hungry big lad. That's what this, the, the moral of this story essentially is. But what Chris really wants to know is, have you ever had a really heated argument with somebody about something insignificant? Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, it's believe it or not food related, Chris. I um, I remember when I went on holidays a few years back with my fam, my my family, la familia. To uh, we went on like it was my parents' thirtieth wedding anniversary. So it was about I think it was about three years ago now. We went to this is this, in fact this is a classic parents move. They go, it's our wedding anniversary. We would like you um to come with us. We would like you, it was my dad actually, he said, I would like you and your sister to come with us and surprise your mum on this trip. And I was like, right, okay, where are you going? And he goes, <clears throat> we're going to Hawaii, then we're going to uh, San Francisco and then New York. Are you keen? And I was like, whoa, dad, yes, very keen. Never been there before. Would love to go. And dad goes, sweet. And I get a wee text later in the day going, tickets are booked, sorted. And I said, whoa, thank you so much, Dad. And he wrote back being like, yeah, I cost you like two grand. Uh-uh. He goes, yeah, it's, it's two grand. I was like, oh, I thought by the line of questioning that you were you were asking, you know, you would be paying for me to go. Like that was your gift. You know, you want me to be there to surprise my mum. Therefore, you'd be covering the cost. And he was like, what the fuck do you think of that? Stupid prick. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, well, I guess um, I'm stumped there. So I ended up having to become, uh, let's say, a very active rent boy because my, my, my cost per hour isn't that steep. You know what I mean? So I had to get into that game to pay the trip off. But hey, I went and it was great. All bar when I had a heated argument with my sister in New York. Um, it was actually when we first just, we just got to New York. Um, I'd never been to New York before at this point. Uh, got over. Um Got a train from we yeah we got the, the we're on a flight from LA to New York which is a long flight and then we are in Newark actually and then from Newark we had to get the train into Central New York so we get in the train I've uh, I I don't like crowds let's put it like that obviously which you you would realise from being in any of my stand up shows haha <laughs> but um I go was getting in to New York and I've never seen people like it just people fucking everywhere the most people I've ever seen so I had to bring these big cases off try and wheel them up uh, through all these people up from the underground subways or whatever they're called and just get onto the street and there's more people than ever I'd seen and I'm trying to haul this massive bag 
and also my luggage, which is hard. Do you know what I mean? So on that way, my sister, who's like a real direction nerd, she was like, well, I go this way. And I, and I didn't work out the streets by that stage. And now I've been back to New York since then and worked out that they're basically just numbered. If you're on the, the 41st Street, it's next to the 40, 40th and the 42nd Street. You know what I mean? So like literally basic numbers. But hey, I didn't get that at the time. So she's like, right, we're hungry, just off a of flight, we'll go and grab some th- something to eat. She went in this sweet diner place, like classic New York, would you imagine? Headed in, sat down. I have uh, lost about a stone in sweat, just stressing out about stuff, trying to get myself through all these people with bags. Because, hey, guess what? A lot of New Yorkers ain't got manners. You know, it's just a wee quick truth bomb. It's either they don't have manners or just so used to this commute day to day, bumping into people. It's not sweet. So I sit down in this diner, get a bit of food in me, cup of tea, whatever. And then they came and poured out a couple of glasses of iced water. You know, just that's what they do over there. You know, iced water. I go, you know, iced water, obviously, unless you're completely retarded. Um, but a couple of glasses of iced water, it was grand. And we're just eating our food. And my sister just decided she got a bit of like something on her hand, like a bit of, she reached into my glass, lifted out the ice from my glass, her dirty fingers, and rubbed them around her hands. And then, like, Wiped it with a napkin, put the, the bit of ice on her on her plate that she finished. I was like, the fuck you do that for? She goes, oh, I need your man. It's like, well, why do you not use your own? He's like, oh, I had no ice left. I was like, why did you just do that without asking? I'm fully drinking that. Now I don't want to drink it with your stinking fingers in it. And she's like, I'll get over it. And uh, for some reason, I just got so annoyed. I was like, well, j- just apologize. Like, you've been rude here. And she was like, nah, I'm not apologizing. I was like, but do you, like, do you not see what you did there? was so rude and ignorant and she was like nah fuck deal with it and I just could not let it go and I was like I'm, I'm not leaving here until you apologise she's like well I'm not going to apologise so uh, we spent two and a half over three days in New York sitting in that diner until I decided that I had to actually leave my seat because I needed shit and therefore I lost that argument but it was petty my point being is all she had to do was say look can I have some ice I'd have hooked her out a bit of ice given it to her because it's my glass you know but she just delves in there with her dirty stinking fingers which who knows where she's been you know she could be scratching her ass for all I know and I don't want that in my mouth do you know what I'm saying um, P.S. in response to the other Chris my birthday was on the 21st of September um, so there you have it Chris Henning let me see uh, yeah, his birthday is the 21st of September because that is your birthday. So there we have it. What a revolutionary bit of information. Both the Chris's, fans of the Weird Podcast, are both born on 21st of September. Whoa, am I in the Twilight Zone? <laughs> oh, no, I'm in my dining room. But that is weird. You know what else is weird? Speaking of people being born on the same day, both my grannies were born on the 31st of October, which is Halloween, you know, which explains, you know, why they're both a pair of shitheads, I'm only joking, um, but yeah, they're, they're both born Halloween, which is, is strange, um, but there you have it, yeah, Halloween, that's what I'm excited, excited about this year, not just for the sake of it's Halloween or Halloween, Halloween, whatever, because... There's a new Halloween movie coming out, and as I've said before, my favourite horror movie. As a big horror buff, I like I like a slasher, and I like Michael Myers. He's a big scary guy, so I'm excited. I'm excited to see the movie. Um, next question is from Andy O'Connor. He said, "Dave, 
Hope you're keeping well, big man. Since I started listening to your podcast, I've always wondered what your day job is and have you been able to move closer to home um, so it's not so far for you to travel? P.S. LTFC stands for Longford Town, not Luton. Got it about that. I thought I was just like hitting uh, the nail in the head flat out last week, but alas, I was wrong. But cheers for that anyway, um, Andy. Um my job, I can't really say on the podcast because there's the sort of people who'd be like, hey, you can't talk about this sort of stuff on that, but it's silly. Basically, what I'm saying, it's a civil servant type job working within, dealing with like communities and stuff. So like trying to develop, my, my job title, I can tell you, is a good relations officer. So I work in certain communities to try and like develop um, the groups and stuff and like help them move away from issues in the area and like and move towards better a better future and improving their own communities and stuff in it, basically. So that's what my day job is. But I was based in South and East Belfast for as long as I can remember, working out Dundonald, and then I just get shipped off to Lisburn with absolutely no warning. So basically, long story short, is rather than being a 15-minute drive from where I now live, my old house, it was also a 15-minute drive. I'm now over an hour each way and you know I'm, I'm not getting paid any mileage for that so basically I'm out of pocket to travel so I'm losing time I'm losing money and I'm losing happiness basically so um, it's not been resolved yet but with any luck um, I have a meeting this week with my boss and I'm just going to say basically please look at this for me because it's not working out for me at all Chris Henning well Dave another great podcast last time sometimes it's good to have a rant my question is wedding related if money was no issue what bespoke item would you get for your upcoming nuptials um well if you listen to the Boytown podcast you'll be aware of what a mandolier is I want to swing from the mandolier a mandolier for those you don't know is essentially a chandelier made up of just muscular men um, hanging off metal so it would be like a, a human chandelier. I would get a mandolier of just these jacked dream boy type guys. Get them up in the mandolier and, and just see what happens, essentially. Um, but also, what would what, what a bespoke item. I tell you what, fuck's sake, just listen out for whenever the wedding happens and there's photos and stuff out and about. And all I'm going to say to you is, you need to see my shoes. My shoes, they're bespoke. They're, they've been specially designed and they're very sexy and uh, just keep an eye on that so that's my actual bespoke piece of uh, kit that um, that I have and I'm very much I'm very much looking forward to it um, now let me just be a technophobe once, once again and go into my Twitter questions which there are a few nice Keep the questions up, guys, because that's that's the main part of this podcast. Because, look, there's a podcast that did, what, 20 minutes of, to be honest, I don't even remember what I spoke about. I know it was just about my flipping, my dick falling off and being flipping mentally unwell. But, hey, you know, it's a weird podcast, and hopefully I'm, I'm on, the, on the men now that I've, I've spoken about stuff. And hopefully if there's anyone out there in the same boat, you know, it happens to the best of us you know just go 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 speak to somebody whether it's family or whatever get it out in the open gets a lot off your chest you know a problem shared is a problem halved i don't even know if that's the correct sentence or, or saying but i'm going with it luke gorman if papa physique is the bear and colin Geddes is the silverback what animals are the rest of the guys i.e shane rory aaron kieran and mickey mm, weird too hashtag heavyweight cut without saying 
uh, obviously Shane's a wee snake rat. Anyone that listens to Boytown knows what a snake rat is, and and Shane is a snake rat. Um, if he wasn't a snake rat, he'd be some sort of like I'd say a stick insect because he's got long fingers, like a wee stick insect. Even though they don't have fingers, they've got long stuff attached to them, and and he automatically made me think of a stick insect. Woodsy would be. Woodsy's gonna be kind of be like a sloth, not because he's lazy, but because he's just like a chilled out guy, like a sloth would, sloth would be, and he's got a similar kind of posture of a sloth. Um, McCann would be one of those old dinosaurs with the big stone heads that just run run into things in the latest Jurassic World, just power heads its way through metal bars and walls and stuff. That'd be McCann. Otherwise, um, can't actually think of any creature that's so out of proportion that he would be with his head and body. Um, Kieran, Kieran would be like a wise old orangutan. He <laughs> reminds me of the orangutan from the live action Jungle Book. So I think that Kieran, he's got that like little bit of orangutan hair on his head and the orangutan beard. So I'd say it'd be that. And Mickey would be, hmm, I don't really know. Mickey would be something. Mickey would be like a like we. A wee pig or something, or a wee boar. He'd be a wee, he'd be a wee boar, I think, because uh, I just think he, he, <laughs> I just think he looks a little bit like a boar or a goat. So yeah, I think that's what they'd be. But definitely be aware too. Sort of a stick insect, a sloth, an extinct dinosaur, a wee orangutan, and a and a pig goat. So yeah, I think that would be what what they would be. Um, but yeah, who would win in a fight out of all of that together? What would be a weird zoo, that's for sure. Um, Jamie Harrison said, would you rather swim or drive? No specific situation. See, to be honest with you, Jamie, currently I'd rather swim because that means that my little ailment would be recovered and I could just get that chlorine all up by my shaft. <laughs> but at the minute, I can drive and uh, I, don't, I don't strive to drive. I'd be, uh, I'd be keen to swim. So on this occasion, I would rather swim. Coda Noodle King. Um, that's an interesting name. Coda Noodle King. Um, Wilson Davidson, I think. Tell you what, you've a sweet style. I don't know about the name, but your style sweet. I like that beard and hoodie combo and a, and a hat. As somebody who lost their copy of Battle of the Bone a few years ago, anyway, you can convince the man boy Cheeky to get a few more hundred copies made for the adoring fans. Man, I don't think we actually need any more copies of Battle of the Bone Made. All I think you need to do is head over to Shane's house and go to his storage closet where he has literally wall-to-wall Battle of the Bone. Um, he has bought every copy that's that's been in existence, um, including copies sent over from Japan, which has been obviously transported into the, the UK or Northern Ireland, whatever you want to call it, by the Japanese government with the support not of none other than WWE wrestler John Cena. Um but yeah just get in touch with Shane I'm sure he could hook you up with a copy if not uh, I would imagine he would be keen to to reenact some of the scenes maybe and and post them himself uh, Jared Brawley not much of a question but just thought you might enjoy this play any clip from the Shane podcast at half speed in the podcast app he sounds absolutely hammered but try trying to convince you he's not well I enjoy it anyway bless you XOXOXO I like all those kisses it makes me feel uh, good I've not actually done that before Um, because you know what I I see enough of that guy that I don't need to listen to his voice anymore um, than necessary so um, I don't really listen to it at that level I'll pick uh, a recording of it and and see um, what we're like um, let me see. 
Kusi, no it's man. It said the man was was beating the shark, and then he got attacked. <laughs> oh, if he, say what? If he beat no one, no one, no, no. <laughs> oh, it's absolutely hilarious. It's like. <laughs> yeah, he sounds absolutely off his face. Brilliant. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Hear me I that shark bite you. I beat my life. <laughs> and I've also picked whatever episode is just the best subject matter. In fact, I'm sorry, I'm going to play a bit more of this. Oh my god. <laughs> Hear me, how that shark bite you? <laughs> I beat my life. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I, was, I was just punching the head of that shark. <laughs> and Tell you what, that's actually one of the one of the funniest things I ever heard in my life. Um, I don't know what it's like. Shark <laughs> me is not weird. I want to stop nah. listening to this, but I can't. Or even if he baited it like B A I T, which is what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's probably one of the greatest things I've ever noticed. And we're actually recording Boytown tomorrow night, Jared. So uh, I'll be for sure bringing this up as a as a topic. <laughs> oh, I see, love that. Stu Bapper has said, "What do you make of this?" And he sent a video of some couple of country boys at a fair. One's holding the sausages. Oh no. Oh no, fucking hell. There's just this old culty farmer guy literally just ringing off raw sausages and eating them. Uh, I don't know if I'm too keen on that. What do I make of this? I think that guy's seriously fucked. If he isn't fucked, he will be fucked if he continues just to eat raw sausages. Like, it's not like it's steak. You can't just have that booby carpaccio tartar style. You gotta just cook a sausage. But he looks like one of those sort of old culture guys that have like you know giant hands like hands the size of grizzly bears and like always got dirty black um oh dirty black black fingernails and uh there's the big whiskey hooter on him so he looks like he's probably had enough shit in that body that um he doesn't actually need the he doesn't actually need to worry about eating raw sausages but that's fucking disgusting like that can't be tasty that's got to be one of the most disgusting things i've ever seen in my life Apart from when I look down at my own my own dong right these days, but hey guys, that's the end of this podcast. Um, hopefully next week I've been away on Shane Stag and I'll be back with some great stories about that. And hopefully also I'm feeling better because yeah, this last week's been a shit shocker for me. So all in all, um, even from the the break in this podcast as the day's gone on, I feel better. So hopefully uh, next week I shall keep keep going. I'm back doing the heavyweight cut. I'm back training, back dieting, feeling better again. If you haven't already, check out the heavyweight cut on Instagram. Watch myself and Colin get us just sweat. Watch us the two boys make gravy and try to make weight so that we're actually uh, as light as Brock Lesnar, scary as, as it is to say that. If you haven't already, rate and review the weird podcast on iTunes. Um, 
I'll read out any reviews that I get. I haven't actually checked the last uh, any other reviews since 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 the last time, mate. So let me see if there's any more. I'll read those babies out. Um, now I'm mugged off. No more reviews. Sly. Um, if you haven't already followed on SoundCloud, on Instagram, Dave Elliott Comedy, on Facebook, Dave Elliott Comedy, on Twitter, the Dave Elliott because Dave Elliott Comedy is too long. It's the only context that can actually be said and be truthful. And yeah, just basically, I'll be back again next week. Uh, I've appreciated all your positive comments about last week. Hopefully, um. I haven't been too much of a downer this week and you've enjoyed the podcast again. I love it when you guys give me feedback on it. So let me know what you, what you just want to hear in the podcast. You know, DM me on Instagram, tweet me, whatever. Let me know what you like in the podcast, what, what you maybe want to see ditched. And I know it's the, the, the negative attitudes what you want to see ditched. I'll have a ditch by next week. Unless I get mugged off during the week, but I promise I'll do my best to bring, bring the fire next week. And until then... Uh, yeah, always awkward to finish the podcast. Yes, yeah, so until then, guys, my words of wisdom is, you know, oh, there you go. My uh, sound's just fucked on the podcast, so hey, that's that's a great way to end it. All right. Toodaloo, lads.